Chapter 12 of History of the Norwegian People, Volume 1, by Knut Gjerset. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 12, Alfred the Great and the Vikings. After Alfred had entered into an agreement with the Vikings, Wessex enjoyed peace for some years, but in 875 the Viking host was again collected for a new attack on the kingdom. The invaders marched across Wessex to Wareham, on the south coast, where they constructed a fortified camp. Alfred met them here with a large force, and the two armies lay watching each other for some time. The Danes finally agreed to depart if they received a tribute, and a treaty was concluded, but a part of their force escaped from Wareham and marched to Exeter, which they seized and fortified. Alfred followed close on their heels and besieged the town. The remainder of the force at Wareham soon evacuated their camp and put to sea to join their besieged companions. But their fleet was destroyed in a storm, and the detachment at Exeter, being hard-pressed by Alfred, promised to leave Wessex. Alfred allowed them to depart, and they advanced into Mercia, where they forced King Seowulf to give them a large part of his kingdom. This land was divided among many jarls, the five most important divisions being Stamford, Lincoln, Derby, Nottingham, and Leicester, which were later known as the five boroughs. All the divisions formed together a loose confederacy embracing the eastern half of Mercia. The great Viking army was still kept united under the command of King Guthrum, Guthorm, Aided by other forces operating in the Irish Sea, they again advanced to attack Wessex. An auxiliary squadron was led by Hubba, Ube, a brother of Halfdan and Ivar Boneless, and Guthrum began his campaign in the middle of January, 878. The unexpected attack at this season of the year caused the greatest panic. Many fled the country without thinking of resistance, and King Alfred with his military household was forced to take refuge on the island of Athelney, in the Parrot River in Somerset. During the remaining months of the winter of 878, the Vikings were masters of all Wessex, but when spring came, the tide began to turn. Hubba fell in Devonshire in an attack on the English stronghold Sinuit, and his force was cut to pieces. Shortly after Easter, Alfred left Ethelney, gathered all forces possible, and attacked the Danish army at Ethendun, gaining a complete victory. Guthrum submitted and received baptism with 29 other leaders. The treaty concluded received its name from the royal manor of Wedmore, where the baptismal feast was celebrated. According to its stipulations, a region including Northumbria, East Anglia, and all central England east of a line stretching from the mouth of the Thames River, along the River Lee to Bedford, along the Ouse to Watling Street, and along Watling Street to Chester was ceded to the Vikings. This region was henceforth known as the Danelag, Danelaw. Guthrum seems to have carried out quite faithfully the agreement entered into. He left Wessex and took possession of East Anglia and Essex, where he founded a kingdom similar to that established in York by King Halfdan. He took part in Viking expeditions to France, and even aided Danish Vikings operating on the coast of England. But he never again attacked Wessex. He died in 890. After the Treaty of Wedmore in 878, Alfred's kingdom enjoyed comparative peace until 892, when the great army undertook a new invasion of England. This permanently organized host of Danish Vikings had been operating in Brabant and Flanders, where it had been defeated by Emperor Arnulf in 891. The names of the leaders of the great army are not mentioned, but it was joined by a smaller detachment of 80 ships, evidently coming from the Norwegian colonies on the west coast of France, led by the famous Viking chieftain Hastings. The war lasted for three years, but the Vikings could gain no permanent advantage over Alfred's well-organized armies. Alfred captured their fleet, and besieged them closely in their camps. Finally, worn out by fruitless fighting, the great army broke up, and joined their countrymen in East Anglia and Northumbria, 
but a detachment sailed across the sea to the Shine. These must have been the Norsemen under Hastings, with whom Alfred seems to have concluded a treaty of peace. Alfred had broken up the great organized host of invasion, and had created an efficient fleet which was able to cope successfully with Viking detachments along the coast. Hastings left England in 897, and the peace was not again disturbed during the remaining four years of Alfred's reign. King Halfdan of York had ruled his kingdom only one year, 876 to 877, when he was expelled by his own people. His successor, Gudrud, died in 894, and Canute, who was then placed on the throne, had to share his authority with the Norwegian Jarl Sigurd, who had gained great power in northern Scotland. This shows that there were Norsemen, as well as Danes, in the Viking kingdom at York, an assumption which is borne out by the many names of Norwegian origin found in Northumbria. Snorra Sturluson says in the Heimskringla that Northumbria was mostly settled by Norsemen after the sons of Ludbrook had conquered the land. Norwegians and Danes must often have fought side by side, and the conquest once completed, a period of immigration followed, in which men and women from both countries flocked across the sea to settle in the new and inviting land which they had won. During the first stages of the struggle, the invading armies were almost exclusively Danish, but the Norwegian element must have grown rapidly in importance, especially in the north, and their leaders soon gained the ascendancy in Northumbria. End of chapter 12